This is the Business of Apps podcast, bringing you actionable insights from the leaders of the global app industry and the world's fastest growing apps. You can find more app news, data and analysis over at businessofapps.com. Welcome to the Business of Apps podcast. On this show, we invite app industry professionals to cover various topics, and we promise to do our best to keep it both insightful but brief. In this episode, we have Josh Hollander, Head of Customer Success at OneSignal. Josh, welcome to the Business of Us podcast. Thanks, Art. Happy to be here. Terrific. Thank you for coming. So uh, let me set the stage first, as I always do. So, of course... Reason number one, we're all in business to make money so we can put food on our table, right? But every once in a while, we're pleasantly surprised when our efforts, our midnight oil burning moments, brainstorms, and nail biting get rewarded. When we're either in person or virtually awarded with a prize for what we're doing to be the best uh, so hard. So today, Josh will tell us about one signal, the 2023 Customer Engagement Awards. First, uh, Josh, uh, let's kick off this episode with talking about you. Tell us about your background, please. Yeah, so I started in the marketing world, um, working in the ad agency, um, made the jump from there into software, um, really focused on how do you use software to drive conversions and ultimately create money, uh, just like you described. Um, most recently, I landed at OneSignal and I work on customer success. Uh, and so my team is responsible for all of the post-sale activity for customers at OneSignal, really thinking about how do we drive outcomes. Uh, and so that starts super simple with get the software up and running, and then it starts to evolve into how do we drive and create the value that customers are looking for out of our software. Got you. Uh, by the way, out of curiosity, we had previously Josh Watson from your team. How many Joshes do you have? We're up to five. Uh, we oh my gosh. I thought I can say just you and me and him. No, up to five. No. That's cool. Uh, we have 150 people with five Joshes. Um, so one Josh per 50. That, that's a per 30 people. Yeah, yeah. Cool. 30, that's right. So, all right. Okay. Speaking of uh, the team of 150 people, tell me about one signal. Sure. Uh, so we're we're a customer engagement platform. Um, we're really focused on uh, how we work with our customers to ensure that they have the, the tools, capabilities, and opportunity to engage with customers, to keep them purchasing from their site, coming back and playing the game, and ultimately creating more engagement and interactions with those users. Uh, and so we, we have the benefit of a global footprint. Um, and so we're really looking at all the way around the world, how do we help uh, people be successful? And sometimes that's Archuistic peer-to-peer um, -peer communications in times of need to peer revenue generation. Uh, and so we've got this really diverse group of customers that gives us a, a unique perspective of how do you leverage communication to create value. Uh, and so we, we've continued to evolve. Uh, we started in just a push notification world, 
But over the course of the last couple of years, we've added additional channels with email, SMS, knowing that we continue to evolve as consumers. And so we want to make sure we empower those customers to be able to talk with the right type of media vehicle uh, to their end users. Uh, and so that's kind of where we are, creating journeys that automate and make it easy to, to drive engagement. Got you. Um, I've seen this Vision Pro presentation from Apple uh, this summer, and I thought probably one signal will be in this platform next. Once we became mainstream and people will be getting messages virtually in the Vision Pro, one signal yeah. will be on the frontier. Yeah, okay. um, our CEO is already playing with it. Okay, <laughs> that's cool. Um, now, uh, as I said, recently you've launched the Customer Engagement Awards to celebrate exceptional efforts and achievements of your clients. So let's tell our audience about the awards and its categories. Yeah, so... Uh, you know, as we continue to grow as a company, uh, we're working with millions of businesses at this point. Uh, and so we're seeing a lot of really impressive work being done um, in customer engagement. And we wanted to recognize users for that success. Um, and so as we looked across customers and really started to understand, like, what does success look like, depending on what you're trying to achieve? Um, we started to go, hey, there's a real opportunity here to reward these partners and, and make sure they, they understand that they're doing well, they get some recognition for what they're doing. I'd be lying if I didn't say at the same time, uh, we saw it as an opportunity to go, hey, people who don't always listen to us and take the, mm -hmm. the advice, maybe we can make them feel a little bit of that pressure by talking about the peers that are doing better. Uh, and so we really kind of approach it from a, how do we celebrate the success and the wins of some of our customers that are doing this extraordinarily well? And then how do we use that to help get others to rise uh, the tide as well? Got you. Uh, if I remember the numbers correctly, you have like a couple million customers and 12 billion messages being sent out daily. Kind of a mind-boggling number, 12 billion uh, you know, everything that goes with billing, uh, in my memory, huge uh, volume, and I cannot comprehend that volume. L let's talk about the evaluation process. So, um, what were your considerations when you were, um, assessing the candidates to put on the list to be a nominee on is these 14 categories? Yeah. Yeah. So there were 14 categories. Um, this was the first year, uh, and so we were we were trying to get it set up to be successful. And so we started internally, uh, and so we looked at client-facing teams, so my team, the sales team, and really said, okay, based on what you're seeing in your customers, what is being driven as success? Um, and let's internally nominate customers we feel like are going above and beyond and really creating value for the end users in either scalable ways or unique ways. And so um, we went through a couple weeks of kind of nominations. We got hundreds of nominations put together. Um, and then from there we said, okay, 
we're going to build an internal panel of both people that have been on that side of the world. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, we poach people that are very good at what they do to ensure we create a product that services them, as well as the people who talk to customers regularly and have a good understanding of this is good, this is okay, this is great. Um, and so brought that group together uh, and started to do voting. Um, and so we sat down, talked about what are the metrics this particular group is driving? How is it unique? Why is it special? Um, and then ultimately started to decide the winners. Uh, and so again, there were 14 categories. Um, so this was from forward thinking marketing to best customer journeys. Um, we looked at campaign level, what was driving the highest impact um, design. So you know, sometimes it's just, it needs to be beautiful. It needs to be eye-catching and that that can make you stand out compared to just the timing of it. Um, strongest debut. So you've got newcomers that are high risers and look like they're going to be super potential. And we want to make sure we highlighted them as well versus only focus on those really established customers. And then also all the way through to like environmentally friendly. Uh, I mean, we'd be naive to not say, hey, there's, there's things that are happening that maybe are more important than driving money at times. And so wanted to make sure those types of people are getting recognition as well. I, I love your the second kind of idea behind the nominees to highlight to how things should be done. Like pointing out, this is what you guys should be aiming at. Uh, like This is the good example of what success looks like based on our extensive knowledge running so many campaigns from so many companies I've just mentioned it and uh, just uh, giving kind of a North star, the guiding star for people to be guided with. Um, And obviously having a a category for uh, environmental impact is important. Uh, Like I said at the beginning, we're in the, to make money uh, in business, but why we why we would need all this money if we don't have a plan to spend this money on in the future? This is the you know short sighting. Uh, so we obviously should take care of tomorrow as much as we care about today. But let's yeah. talk about the winners. Uh, what would you like highlight about these people uh, and their achievements? Yeah, I, I, I for for me it was really about <clears throat> how do we identify people that are moving the needle. Um, and so the the way the team is talking to customers is always really focused on you're here today. How do we get you to there? And, and there's a lot of micro moments that, that go into that. Um, and so with the winners, we were looking for people that fell into the different categories and were able to make progress in their business. And so we wanted to highlight if you are a gaming company, how are you driving better retention? Um, you look at the stats and you you understand, you know, 90 plus percent of people who download your app are going to disappear in the first 30 days. How do we move that from 90% to 85%? And, and it's just starting to make those little changes by the right type of messaging and understanding we want to take ideas that work in one industry, but then apply it across multiple industries. And so we really looked at it from the perspective of Who's being successful, but how can that success be leveraged across industries, across ultimately the goals they're trying to achieve? We also looked at who's doing a lot of cross-channel communication. So push is a very strong medium to to speak to, Um, but 
there's a lot that happens. And so if you're iPhone users, everybody gets new iPhones in the kind of October timeframe. And that messes up push tokens if somebody doesn't reopen your app. And so looking at things as basic as, okay, who's cooperating with using email in these campaigns or these journeys as well to be able to, to continue to drive forward, but doing it in some creative ways. And so it was really a, a okay, who's having success, who's using the platform in unique ways, and who's pushing the bounds a little bit. Um, you know, there's a lot of black and white. I love the gray. And, and looking for people who live in that gray area and going, okay, you're meant to do this and this, but you know what? If I bend it a little bit, I'm not gonna break the platform and I'm still gonna be able to achieve some interesting results. Um, and so we, we reward people for that because we love the creativity and we really wanted it to be something that we could highlight for them as well as to inspire others. Uh, and so that's kind of you know where we went from a winners. Uh, Unfortunately, I wouldn't remember all the winners if I tried to, to go from memory. Of course, right 14 categories, um, sure. There's 14, there's a lot. And we did it in multiple uh, regions and countries because of the international nature of the business. Um, so highly recommend anybody who wants to read more about it, you can visit onesignal.com and we have the Customer Engagement Awards 2023, um, both in a blog post as well as full details. Uh, and so you can read all about the winners, how are they using our platform, and what are the success criteria they're driving. And we're going to put the link to that blog post on your site on the description of this episode, so you guys can check it out yourself and see in details what we're covering right now. All right, uh, we've kind of covered the winners. Um, so obviously, when you were going through the process of evaluation, you uh, assessed a lot of uh, nominees. Um, Without naming any names, without pointing fingers to anybody, what you saw across the board that didn't work well, like what were the reasons for people to basically do not win the awards? Yeah, so there's there's three cardinal sins um, in customer engagement and with our platform specifically that I always try to, to coach people away from. Um, and unfortunately, we did see some of this in, in the nominees coming in. Um, over messaging is the first one. So if you download an app and people are aggressive with the number of messages they're sending to you, that is naturally going to become, you know, a bit of a turnoff. And so people will go one of two routes. They're going to turn off your notifications or they're going to go, you know what, I don't want to deal with this. And they're going to uninstall your app. So that's first and foremost. You need to understand when are you driving value? When is it appropriate to send a message to really create a reason for somebody to, to come in and engage with you? Um, the second one, lack of personalization. Uh, so too many times today, people will go spray and pray. Uh, they're going to create a very generic message that's focused on what do they as the app care about and what are they trying to achieve and send that out to everybody. They're not really looking at the data or personalizing to understand, hey, this is where Art is in the process. He just made a purchase. There's no reason to tell him, come back and make a purchase. We miss you. Or like those kind of just very generic messages that people send out. And so we are always trying to help customers understand, think about the moments, the micro kind of steps in the process of the life cycle. Where are they? What have they done? Use that data to really inform 
hey, what kind of message should I send to this person? And then use your understanding of the person to actually personalize the content of that message so that you get higher click rates and you create a better experience for that customer. Um, and then lastly, it, it was just a lack of focus. Uh, so going back to that kind of over messaging, you tend to have a lack of focus. They're not thinking about somebody's here. I want to get them there. They're just broadcasting messages out over and over again. And so they're kind of tone deaf. Uh, and these are the areas where, again, as I look at the winners, I want to help the winner's success be recreated at those that aren't necessarily at that level yet. And it's a table. It is something that can be easily changed. And that's what we're really looking forward to, to being able to give more exposure to these really successful partners of ours to help the others as well. That's a great insight, Josh. Uh, no matter how people your message you're messaging to, remember, these are really human beings. They are not numbers on your spreadsheet. You need to be relevant to them. Uh, no matter if you have 10, 20, or 12 million people who are using your app or your mobile product, that's essential, it's important. So take a look at the winners, see what did work with their campaigns, why they're being number one, precisely because of the reasons Josh just gave it to you. Just um, just use, use them as a guideline, as we we're just uh, as I was just talking and uh, you will be the nominee next time. And who knows, you may be the winner next year. Okay, um, there's um, this question for you. Um, lately, I tried to get an answer for um, pretty much every guest on this show, because I do believe there's something for everybody uh, to you know answer for this question, which is this. Uh, looking at the mobile industry today, what would you like to change about it the most? Man, I, I've heard you, and I, I knew this one was coming. Um, it's a tough one. Uh, you know, the things I would change are things that aren't really changeable. Um, uh, so I think it becomes hard. But if I'm, if I'm being true to, to one signal, I think it would be the making sure people put more thought into their customer engagement. Uh, you look at games that are the most successful games. They're successful because they really have a purpose to the way that they communicate to the users and ultimately get them to advance through the different levels and become addicted to the game. Uh, and so for me, it's really like, okay, you have a reason to exist. What is that reason? Now start to break that down and why does the other party who you're trying to, to engage care? Mm -hmm. And Put them first. And so stop just thinking about what is best for you. You said it well with the, they're not just numbers on spreadsheets. They are to your investors and to people like that. But at the end of the day, if you don't treat them as somebody that matters, you're ultimately going to lose them and they're going to find somebody who does treat them well. Uh, and so, you know, be more mindful and don't be afraid to experiment here. Um, really think about like, Okay, how am I going to get there? Try something. If it doesn't work, try something else. A-B testing and all those variations are so valuable. Uh, and I, I think we've started to get away from that um, just because the proliferation of mobile during COVID and now we've kind of seen it starting to, to dip. You're going to have to really get back into that, like putting the customer first to be successful. 
Yeah, that's I'm I'm totally here with you, uh, Josh. I think we're um, dealing with this problem of people's psychology. Um, we're like even before COVID, we're kind of isolated, working in our campuses, in our offices, and um, you're not interacting with your clients that much as you used to when you have offline business. So probably if you can attend more. Uh, conferences, more summits uh, where you can interact with people who may be your actual end user. You may have a more kind of a contact with the people who are using your app or your platform. It may be helpful for you to stop thinking about people like numbers if you are interacting more with them. It's um, it's just remember, this is the psychological problem. It's not about you, but if you're aware if that is a problem for your business, solve it. Uh, remember that these are the people you're serving and you're helping with something in their lives, solving some specific problem um, for them. All right. We're just finished the major part of the show. And there's a quick second one where once we're done with the topic at the table, I want to tell the audience a little bit more about my guests so they know them better. And just a quick a few quick questions. Here we go. So what smartphone do you have now? Uh, have you been switching between these two giants or, you know, one side all the time? Yeah, iPhone Pro. Um, no, I, I I went iPhone a long time ago. Hey, I switched back. Don't like those green bubbles. <laughs> all right. So you're on this camp, uh, which is my camp, to be honest, <laughs> since the day one. Uh, all right. Before that great moment in 2007, uh, what was the first mobile phone, uh, the one you could put in your pocket uh, with buttons, but not the you know, multi-capacity screen? I can't remember the exact model, but it was a Nokia. And it was one of the smallest, thinnest phones they made in 2002. It wasn't a flip phone, but it had a little thing that would flip up and cover the numbers so that you didn't accidentally press them. I had uh -huh. it five days and then soaked it in water and lost it as a typical college kid. Well, what a time it was. The, the <laughs> smartphones were supposed to be the smaller, smaller, and smaller. Now we're heading to the other direction. Um, so right now, imagine for whatever reason you've left your smartphone at home, your iPhone Pro, your out. What would be the most missing feature for you at that moment? Um, if my wife's listening, it was the ability to communicate with her and my son who just got a phone. Um, if she's not listening and it's Sunday, I'm missing the ability to check my fantasy scores and uh -huh. obsess about why am I not doing better? That's a great answer. <laughs> All right. Um, nothing is perfect. Uh, and, uh, including the smartphone when you're looking at your iPhone right now and wonder, uh, if you do wonder, wouldn't be great if that feature was on this thing. Probably not something groundbreaking, something existing at this moment, but not that great as you would like to be. Hardware, software, nothing fancy or trendy, something specifically for you. Yeah, so I'm I'm a very active person um, and I do have an iWatch. I don't love it. Um, I've tried Whoop and all those variations of those things as well. I already carry my phone everywhere. I wish the phone somehow could do more biometrics without being another piece of hardware and invasive. 
And I don't know if it's possible, but it's one of those things where I'm like, man, if it could do this, that would be so much cooler. Yeah, yeah, this is a really uh, cool way of thinking about your mobile device. That the so you're only carrying one device, and it does uh, biometrics as well. Which, um, that's interesting. I, uh, I think people could see this recent uh, release of a product from the team that used to be a part of the Apple. Now they're a separate company, Humane. They launched this AI pin thing. It's like a clip on your. Uh, jacket or something um and well i'm not sure by biometric system version one they're not uh, in the position to you know prank and into this thing a lot of features but there remains to be seen if it's going to be replacing for a smartphone or not uh, right now it's just vivo the one version and uh yeah it impresses some people but did not impress others <laughs> um okay before I let you go, very final question. How can people get in touch with you and get more information about what you do? Yeah, um, so I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, I was there early, so it's just the linkedin.com slash Joshua Hollander. Um, or feel free to email me at jhollander, that's H-O-L-L-A-N-D-E-R, at onesignal.com. Great. Josh, thank you so much for coming on the show and spending time with us. Thank you. It was a pleasure, Art. Thank you. Bye-bye. And that was Josh Hollander, Head of Customer Success at OneSignal. To listen to more episodes, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Just search for Business of Apps and you will find us easily. Remember, we release episodes on Mondays. So subscribe and you will be able to get new episodes on your smartphone, tablet, or computer, probably with that new AIP and things soon, as soon as we release them. And please don't forget to leave us a review or comment on iTunes. It is highly appreciated. And all episodes will also be available on businessofapps.com. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Business of Apps podcast. For more, head on over to businessofapps.com. 